Hey, welcome to Space Gab. This is Mike Coletta. It's the 27th of February, 2023. This is episode 220. Space Gab can be heard at www.spacegabpodcast.com. And to go right directly to my Anchor FM hosting site, just type in spacegab.space. Well, Crew-6, everybody was anticipating a launch of Crew-6 early in the, uh, well actually it was late uh, yesterday night, if depending on where you were in the world, but uh, it was early morning uh, on Easter, East Coast, so it was a Monday launch, well an attempt at a Monday launch anyway, of the Crew-6, the SpaceX uh, Falcon 9 launch of the Crew-6 going up to the International Space Station. But, alas, a scrub. NASA says that it was, um, I guess it was something to do with the, the rocket ignition system. And um, it prevented, I guess they were investigated, they said it issue preventing data from confirming a full load. I guess it's done with chemicals. Uh, there's more. You can read more. Actually, if you want to read anything I'm talking about today or on Space Gap podcasts of the past, you can go to my Twitter feed. And that is Twitter dot com slash Mike underscore Coletta, M-I-K-E underscore C-O-L-E-T-T-A. And you can read the entire article of what I'm talking about on the podcast and a whole bunch more besides what I actually talk on the podcast. There's other things on there that I write about. But um, yeah, so you can read the whole um, SpaceX uh, statement and uh, the different uh, like Space News sent out some articles, many Many social media organizations sent out articles about this. but um, So they called it a ground system issue, basically. So now I think they're because of weather, they're, they've scrubbed it, and the next uh, available launch is, I believe, on Thursday that they're going to uh, attempt the launch. <clears throat> Actually, there's was uh, some other launches that were supposed to happen today. Three SpaceX launches were supposed to happen today with a new version of the Starlink satellites, version 2, I believe it was. And then some of the uh, legacy Starlink satellites also launch. Now I see that one of the launches, I think the legacy, no, no, I think the version, the new versions of the Starlinks got delayed a little bit today, if it's going to launch at all because of uh, unfavorable weather. So who knows how many SpaceX uh, Starlink or uh, satellites are going to be put into orbit today. Like I said, there were three SpaceX launches uh, scheduled for today, and I'm not even sure if any will occur today. We'll just have to wait and see. But uh, right now, I said I saw that they did delay the another one of the launches uh, because of weather. So we'll just have to wait and see. And also, we'll, we'll let's hope that the uh, Crew Six uh, flight to the International Space Station with that crew uh, does launch on Thursday, as is now planned. And I guess the, the uh, NASA we have a podcast. That's a podcast that they do via NASA was going to be discussing and talking with the crew just prior to launch. I'm not sure. I didn't listen to that podcast yet, but I did see a tweet uh, about it. And I did actually reply back to them telling them, I go, hey, this yours is a very good podcast. It's actually their uh, NASA We Have a Podcast is uh, number two, ranked number two out of the top 70 
space podcasts, uh, according to Feedspot. And I just kind of jokingly said to them, hey, I'm only 10 behind you because the space, my Space Gab podcast is currently ranked number 12 uh, of the top 70 space podcasts on Feedspot. So they're number two. <laughs> I'm number 12. Uh, you know, and, and, and I told them, I says, you know, there's a lot of space podcasts. You're, it's actually, there's, they're growing in number space podcast because space is a very interesting topic nowadays also i see that uh space ref at space ref on twitter tweets out that the uh, the uk the uk space agency has announced over 50 million pounds for uk companies to develop communication and navigation services for missions to the moon i guess it's the uh, european space agency's moonlight program it's part of that funding and that program, I guess, they, they're aiming, it says here, which aims to launch a constellation of satellites into orbit around the moon, uh, let's see, from 2028. So that's in the, in the you know, not far, far future, but in the future. So there, this company, in this project, I guess, this program is going to be launching a constellation of satellites. So, um, yeah, so they're going to get involved in uh, moon uh, support, lunar support also. I actually sent out a couple of tweets about this. Um, Space News, actually, was the, the most recent one. And they're talking about, uh, I guess, they, uh, the Chinese lunar lander was unveiled at an exhibition uh, that marked uh, three decades of China's human spaceflight program. And uh, actually, I did send out another, I think it was CNSA Watcher, uh, later on down the, my uh, Twitter feed here, uh, actually shared some of the graphics of this, uh, actually, the next rocket, the the, the large moon rocket that they're uh, planning, also um, the uh, spacecraft that will be taking humans, and also the uh, Chinese lunar lander. There's a graphic there if you want to check the Twitter feed out. But I think CNSA watcher who I uh, who follows the space the Chinese space program sent that out. Uh, further down on here, let's see, let's see if I can find the date. Oh, oh here it is. Okay, so that's um. February 26th, uh, if you look at that tweet. Uh, yes, yes, CNSA Watcher did that. It says, uh, China's space program, peak, destination moon, new carrier rocket, CZ-10, next generation crewed spacecraft, and lunar lander. So I've got uh, photos of all three of those mock-ups on the Twitter feed that they did, uh, China did uh, tout on their uh, during their exhibition there. So you can go check that out if you'd like to see that. Like I said, um, China's space program is really has really taken off, <laughs> and uh, I think I have another couple of uh, uh, tweets on here that talks about that. How um, the U.S. government is uh, well, if they're probably concerned. Yes, they are, but it's become a bigger topic of conversation um, amongst uh, DoD and others uh, involved. So they're they're watching very closely. And uh, actually tailoring, I think, uh, contracts and such. And uh, they're going to be going more toward the commercial side, looking out uh, for commercial companies to assist them uh, more in the near future for the space program. Um, and we've talked about this in the past, past podcasts, why and why they're reaching out to the uh, the commercial side. I think I talked about it last week or maybe the week before in, in length about the expertise is a lot of times leaving the government side and going over to the commercial side. So they're they're going basically where their expertise is going to keep uh, uh, you know 
boosting up their uh, our our space program, the U.S. space program, bolstering up. So um, because they're watching other countries, you know, <laughs> catching up or surpassing. So depending on your viewpoint, what it is. But yeah, so go check those out. Some good mock-up uh, photographs of those uh, China's um, spacecraft of, of different types. If you'd like to go see those, well, Soyuz MS-23 launched and is already docked at the International Space Station. Now, the Soyuz MS-23 uh, International Space Station tweets out the new ride home for NASA astronaut Frank Rubio and Roscosmos cosmonauts Sergei Prokopiev and Dmitry Petrin if I pronounced those correctly, which I probably didn't, uh, it docked, and so it's at the station. Remember, we talked in depth about the different spacecraft, uh, Soviet spacecraft that are um, up there that leaked, and why they have to replace, why they sent this MS-23 uh, to replace another ones that were leaked, and, uh, and, and the goings-on of those spacecraft, you know, being released from the ISS, or being, you know, burned up in the atmosphere, and New ones replaced and moved around a whole bit, but we talked about that uh, in in length. So MS Soyuz MS twenty three is there now. So that is a ride home for those uh, that astronaut and those two cosmonauts in the uh, the near future. Now we'll see. Um, they did take some shots, and we shared that last week of some of the spacecraft as they uh, really were released from the ISS. Uh, looking, you know, using the Canada arm and the, the, the camera on that and trying to, you know, get a good picture of the actual hole that occurred. And, and that was found, they think. And I do have a number of uh, tweets on that if you'd like to go check it out with uh, photographs of those photographs that were taken of those uh, spacecraft as they left the ISS looking for that damage that caused those leaks. And uh, like I said, the, the investigation on those leaks will still be going on. Uh, at length, and uh, they'll probably be releasing uh, the information more as it comes about, becomes available. Well, Andrew Jones, um, and he's his uh, Twitter handle is at aj underscore fi. Andrew Jones, he was tweeting out about international astronauts to visit uh, the Tiangong Space Station. So um, they're going to be selecting international astronauts, I guess. To visit the space station, and it says on the tweet here, to jointly carry out science experiments. So, um, who said this? The uh, deputy chief designer, the project designer of China's human spaceflight, uh, told CCTV, apparently. So, there is a link to that article via Andrew Jones on Twitter, if you'd like to go check that out. And that's on uh, February 25th on the uh my Twitter feed if you'd like to go see that. But yeah, that'd be, that'd be interesting to see because right now it's been only uh, China's astronauts that have been up there. And and we, we've seen quite a bit as they share a lot as we've talked about in the past. China's space program shares a lot with uh, the world via video, uh, data, uh, photographs, you know, not everything I'm sure, but what they want you to see they share. And we've, we've seen quite a bit. We've seen a lot in the life of China's astronauts up there at uh, their Tiangong space station. And this will be interesting. I'm sure they'll share just as much when these international astronauts are allowed to come visit uh, the Tiangong space station. 
Won't that be something? We'll see who those astronauts will be. Uh, I doubt, right now, I doubt, I don't think we have a uh, uh, an agreement with the Chinese as far as uh, Americans going to the uh, Tiangong Space Station, but we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. You never know. Eventually, maybe, you never know. Um, they'll start sharing. Uh, we'll go to theirs. They'll come to ours. You never know. I, most people are going to say, doubt it. Um, but, like I said, never know. And something else along the lines of uh, providing uh, commercialized and uh, work for the public out there, uh, Space News sends out companies expect to hear details about the Space Force's plan to attract new launch providers to compete for as many as 70 missions projected for the 2025 through 2034 time frame. So see, they're, they're reaching out, as I said, and more and more, uh, and this is the Space Force uh, plan to reach out. There's others also, but uh, commercialized, and you know, this is going to be, I'm pretty much sure that this is going to be mostly commercial. Probably some of the big guys that are, you know, in business right now with uh, different, you know, the different space companies that are actively working with NASA and Space Force and whoever else. There's a, there's some other uh, alphabet uh, companies and organizations that are out there with the government that are uh, into the space program in one aspect or another. But uh, this is for the Space Force, so. They're going to be reaching out also. Up to 70 missions, it says here. So uh, if you'd like to go check out that uh, story, it's on the, on the uh, Twitter feed via uh, Space News Inc. And I've got a, a couple, I think a couple this last past week, um, tweets via CNSA Watcher. Um, the, the, the most recent launch is the China's seventh rocket launch in 2023. Uh, they sent up a, an Egyptian uh, remote sensing satellite was launched. Uh, with a CZ-2C rocket. And uh, it's also, it says they're the 464th launch of a Long March rocket family. 464. Hmm. But uh, there's a video. I've got a video on the Twitter feed that shows this launch. And I believe there's video for the sixth, China's sixth launch also of uh, 2023 with, you know, on the Twitter feed, uh, you know, that's there from the last podcast in between this that podcast and this podcast for the previous week so i think i just i think i just have two of those videos i think they're i only uh copied two launches for china uh that were actually posted um number six and number seven for 2023 but yeah always cnsa watcher always gives good information as do a number of others but um showing the the, the launch video that is that is shared uh it's on there, but um, yeah, they're like I said, they're 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 hoping to um, put many more launches. They said more than they did last year. Uh, also, um, China in Asia space flight. That's another individual who tweets out uh, things about China and Asia. Uh, has sent out, and I have that also uh, on the twenty fourth. And let's see the. The uh, launch for the uh, number seven for China is the 25th, and on on the Twitter feed, and on the 24th, one day prior, see an Asia spaceflight sent out. It says the China space station will be expanded, but instead of duplicating the three current modules, and it names all those modules there, 
they're going to be putting up a multi-functional module with six docking ports. And uh, they displayed this at, at an exhibition. And I do have a graphic of what the expanded uh, Tiangong Space Station CSS will be looking like with this new module. And then there is also a graphic of the module itself with six docking ports. So that's quite an expansion there. Uh, so, you know, you've got additional six modules that will go on this one module. So go check that out. Yeah, it's uh, China and Asia spaceflight sends out some good stuff also. Um, and that is uh, one of the good ones if you'd like to go see that. But, yeah, they'll be expanding their space program more and more. And their uh, space station is growing. As can be seen, when it, you know, a lot of times I've talked about where I actually go out and, and you know, people say, you know, spot the station when people look for the International Space Station. Well, I also also look for this space station. So I've got, uh, as I talked about last week, I, I have captures of the ISS going over my area, the, the, the light reflected back from the ISS, and the CSS, China's Space Station. And I can, you can really tell that China's uh, space station is not as bright uh, with reflectivity uh, from Earth yet as the ISS, but it's getting there. And as, as this port is uh, put up there, and when they start docking other modules to these six, that intensity of that um, reflective, the properties, reflective properties of the CSS will be uh, immense. <laughs> you're going to see a much brighter space station if you're into watching, you know, the spot the station type hashtag that they put on social media where you go out there at a certain time and you look at the TLEs and with numerous apps that you can find them on and, and watch the space stations go across the sky. They're, they're some of the brightest objects that we get to see. Uh, besides a meteorite, which is really cool to see, <laughs> you don't you don't get to see as many of those. Those aren't tr- well. I, what that asteroid we talked about a few weeks ago was actually tracked. They knew that one was coming in. That's why you got so many videos and and still photos of that asteroid because they knew it was coming. But we know where the ISS is, and we know where the CSS is, and we know when they're coming over your area, so you can go watch. But yeah, pretty soon the ISS uh, brightness will be similar to. Um, or I should say the CSS uh, reflective brightness will be close to what the ISS is right now. So it will be much brighter. Once this sixth docking port uh, module is put up there and things start docking to it. Well, James Webb Space Telescope, the eye in the sky, the eye that saw, well, what it saw, possibly changed what many believe. The cosmological theory is in jeopardy. Oh my goodness. What will they do? What will they do? Imagine that. James Webb Space Telescope saw something that they didn't figure it would see maybe. Who knows? But you put a big eye in the sky like that that has capabilities way more than the Hubble. And can see way out there. Uh-oh. We got to get a new version going of this cosmological theory. Whoever puts this together. Because, hmm, this shouldn't be. This shouldn't be. Six potential galaxies that emerge so early 
in the universe's history and are so massive they should not be possible under the current cosmological theory space reference sends out. Now, I don't know if any other social media venues or media outlets shared this because you know what that means. Hmm. The cosmological theory is in jeopardy. What? We, we thought we knew. We thought, we thought it was all good. What? You've got to be kidding. <laughs> so, you know what this is going to do? This is going to get them wondering what is really out there. How was this really formed? How could this be? I can only imagine. You're never going to hear all what should be heard. What shouldn't exist is there, according to their theory. Well, man put this theory out. And you know what they're going to say. And it's something I already said. Um, I'm a God-fearing man. Uh, Didn't used to be. But uh, if you never heard my testimony, you'll hear why I am. And, uh, and I'm a man of science also. But you can, you know, the two can mingle. God and science can mingle. Okay, like I put in here, and I know a lot of you probably don't want to hear this, but just, you know, go fast forward through the podcast. But I'm just saying, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Okay, what is James Webb Space Telescope look at? The heavens. So maybe they should take a look at Genesis and further. It's, you know, it's, it's right in the beginning of the Bible. God created the heavens and the earth. Cosmological theory could help him out a little bit. Things they're seeing now, they don't think existed. Hey, have an open mind, even if you're an atheist. Now, um... I don't want to go all religion on you guys or anything, but I saw this, and guess what? The first thing I thought about was Genesis one one. The first thing, the first thing I thought about, especially when I, you know, and I don't know who puts together the cosmological theory. Don't know at all, but I do know. Don't I do know who uh, the Bible's from, where it came from, uh, the Word of God. I don't know who, you know, obviously man puts together uh, his thoughts uh, and woman uh, on this cosmological theory, how the, the, the cosmos was created, what, what, what happened in the whole thing. It must be massive in its own right um, also, I'm guessing, but how they, these were created. But hey, guess what? It happened. I, and like I said somewhere else, I go, I, I think it was on Facebook. I actually shared that. I said... I'll bet you these guys out there, these these men of science, especially the atheists, are thinking, "Oh, we hate when this happens." <laughs> so, but um, yeah, that's just one thing. I mean, it, it it's all all up to the person what their their beliefs are. Um, you know, this cosmological theory is a belief of how the universe was created. I'm sure, and I don't know if it has anything to do with God in there. I, I think I went to Wikipedia and it said something about, I did have the, the, the word God in there uh, a number of times, but I'm not sure what it said. But um, 
Hey, and, and and speaking of, did you now? This is now uh, the Jesus Revolution movie just came out, and they they were having that. I think I, I I'm not sure if I talked about that uh, revival they had at, at uh, Asbury Asbury. I think it's Asbury revival that went on for all those days, a couple weeks, and, and they had to uh, shut her down, I guess, because there were so many people coming. But it expanded oh. elsewhere, and then you had all that going on, and then you have this movie. The Jesus Revolution, which was an excellent movie, by the way, if you get a chance to see it, um, and and it came out, and it, and, and these are these are um, social media and web and, and based and others that are they 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 poll, they look at box office uh, uh, attendance and ratings for the movie, and, all. and I guess the this Jesus Revolution movie had stellar. Uh, turnouts and box office attendance for the first weekend it was open but um yeah so okay back on subject here so this um james webb space telescope uh, took a look saw these galaxies and i have it on the twitter feed uh on the 23rd of february if you want to go check that out but yeah that now now these i'm sure they're going to go more into it like i said i, I don't know how much they're going to share uh, but they shouldn't exist. They're saying these these massive galaxies should not exist uh, if based on their man's created cosmological theory, they shouldn't exist. But Genesis one one in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Well, that's it. Until next time.